0: me i'm danielle and we are the founders of sakara life on a mission to nourish your body and
1: transform your life sakara is a sanskrit word that describes the action of turning your thoughts into things and manifesting your reality we believe that who we surround
0: ourselves with what we watch what we listen to what we eat the information that we take in impacts the way we think and therefore who we are
1: the conversations that follow are with bold thinkers who have had an impact on how we view the world, ourselves, and what it means to live the Saqqara life. The intention of these conversations is to push each of us to greater heights so that we can turn our thoughts into things and all shine our light a little brighter. We are so
0: excited to be on this journey with you. Welcome to the Sakara Life. Also, please note we are recording from our homes via Zoom, so please forgive us for any sound issues. Well, welcome to the Sakara Life podcast, Whitney. Oh, thanks, Danielle. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Looks like it's just you and me today. So what would you like to talk about today?
1: I think one thing that has been on my mind a lot is just what is the Sakara life? You know, we talk about living the Sakara life and inviting people to live the Sakara life with us. But what do we mean when we say that? It's something yeah. that we just kind of <laughs> Assume came Assume people up with. know.
0: Yeah. But I also think it's so personal. Like I can't define what somebody's best self or best body looks, feels like for them. So in one way, I think it's really important that we take the time to define it and talk about it. And then on the other hand, it's totally subjective to who you are and what you're looking for. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think today I'd really like for us to paint the picture for people when we talk about living the sakara life. What does that look like? What does that look like to each of us individually? And what do we mean when we say that? The meaning of sakara it's a Sanskrit word. We talk about this. It means with form or giving form to things that don't have form yet. So things like your hopes, your dreams, your goals all of these things that are kind of out there floating around in the ether. And how do you take those and turn them into something real and tangible, something on this plane that we can touch and feel and share with others? So it's like we have this dream of a life that we want to live, goals that we want to obtain. And how do you take those and turn them into a reality? Like taking your dream life and making it your real life so to me that's that's my sakara life it's my dream life turned into a reality
0: yeah and i think the hope is that we all realize that we can create that dream life that we are i'm probably going to say this phrase a lot throughout the next hour but that we are in the driver's seat that you know the the life that we imagine Ourselves living is the life that we can co create and create for ourselves. And I think for the two of us, and now for so many of our Sakaralites, food was really the foundation that helped us realize and start to live that dream life. And it's not to say at all that hardships don't happen, that tough times don't happen but it's to say within the context of what is the life I want to lead and how do I get there? But for so many of us, food and how we feel physically and then mentally, emotionally is what is standing in our way.
1: Yeah. I look back to before we started Sakara and I think about the life that I wanted to create for myself and what was standing in my way. And it's funny because I, I felt like, oh, you know, I have a face covered in acne. I felt like that was one of the things, big things that was standing in my way, but really it was how I felt about myself and I could blame it on the acne, but it was, I i wanted to hide my power somewhere and hide my light and I hid behind the acne and maybe I even manifested it there as a way for something to hide behind.
0: Mm.
1: But in order to start creating my sakara life, I had to start with food because if I didn't feel good in my body, if I didn't like the way that I showed up in the world, if I didn't feel confident in my own skin, if I didn't have the brain clarity and brain power to show up as my best in work and in life, then I wasn't gonna go out and be able to achieve all the things that I wanted to achieve. You know, and when I would walk into a room or show up at the office, I wasn't being my best self in that time because I didn't feel good. I just didn't feel good. Yeah,
0: and I think the important distinction there is when you set out for that sakara life, your main goal isn't, I want to get rid of the acne. Your main goal, or for me, the main goal isn't, you know, Oh, I want to stop dieting or I want to create this perfect body that I think I have to have. It's really shifting the focus to how do I want to feel Mm -hmm. and going after that. And then the kind of secondary goals, which they don't feel like secondary goals at the time, but the secondary goals like acne, like your physical body and physical shape, those things fall into place when we're after the right goal. Because when we are seeking that kind of higher why, then it's always aligned with other areas of our life. Like when I was after that higher why of, you know, I was hiding behind diets and I was hiding behind insecurities of what my body looked like. And instead of saying, Oh, I'm going to go on a diet so I can you know lose a few pounds. I'm going to do this diet and that diet. Instead, focusing on how I wanted to feel, that allowed me to have the motivation that lasts a lifetime rather than just like this cyclical diet trend that I had been on when my goal was like simply about my physical self.
1: Right. It's almost easier to focus on if only I lost those five pounds or 10 pounds or whatever it is, my life would look completely different. I'd manifest the perfect partner into my life. I'd find love. I'd find success. I would, you know, X, Y, Z, fill in the blank right there. But really, it's, it's about deeper work that we all need to do, right? And it's not necessarily about those five pounds. Those five pounds aren't holding you back. Yeah. From doing what you need to do. But I think that it's easier to start with, some of the physical, tangible obstacles that could be holding us back. If your hormones aren't balanced, you're not going to be feeling great in your body. If your microbiome is out of balance and you're battling with candida overgrowth and you're having brain fog and you're having yeast infections and these things that can affect your, how you feel in your work, how you feel in your love life, And so you're not showing up as, as your best,
0: especially when it's like anchored around hormonal pain or, you know, anything that distracts you and is consuming.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, weight can be consuming. It can be all consuming if you don't feel good in your body. I remember you used to say that you felt like an alien in your body.
0: Mm. Yeah. I haven't thought about that in a long time. I don't say that anymore.
1: Yeah. that physical body that you had didn't feel like it was representing who you were on the inside. Like it wasn't your spirit's manifestation in the physical form, how you felt.
0: Yeah. And then also I wasn't treating it like it was, you know, mine or worthy. So it was this vicious cycle. And I think in order to end the vicious cycle, you have to start somewhere like you have to if you can't decide right away that you're worthy then just pretend (laughs) until (laughs) until you believe it because you know we always used to say fake it till you make it and the better I ate the more I wanted to eat well the more I wanted to nourish so it was a really positive compounding effect
1: yeah and so I think When I think about where to start, we talk about food as the foundation and that there are different levels that you can work through in order to get to that place where you're really able to take flight, where you're able to shine your light the brightest, but really it starts with food because food is, it's not just calories. It's not just fuel. Food is information. Food is informing our bodies of how to function, of which genes to turn on and turn off, to what brain chemicals to produce, you know, how you're going to think, how you're going to feel, how you're going to show up in the world. And so by putting in the right types of food and making sure you're not putting in (laughs) foods that are disrupting those natural systems... You're starting yourself out on the right foot and giving yourself that first level foundation of health so that then you can move into those next levels of self work. So, let's
0: talk about the nutrition because I think you know a lot of people think they're eating really well. I know we did before we started mm-hmm. Sakara, <laughs> you know, we were living on trail mix and avocado fiber toast, cereal. And fiber cereal and snack bars and whatever else, you know, it was convenient, but also quote healthy. And even to this day, I talk to clients that say, yeah, I just do lunch dinner because breakfast is easy. And then I say, what are you eating for breakfast? And either they say, oh, nothing. I just have coffee or they say yogurt with granola and then I usually say, oh, great, you're having ice cream for breakfast. Yeah. Um, But people, it's it's hard.
1: Who was was Greek yogurt's PR agent, though, seriously? The same as kale. The same as kale. (laughs) Yeah, Greek yogurt, I feel like everybody is like, oh, 20 grams of protein. This is just a protein-filled meal for me, not realizing that lactose turns into a sugar in your body, and so you're setting yourself up for... I think
0: that most in fact, I don't count name like one that is not pasteurized, which meaning it really becomes basically like you know a thick sugar water and then added sugar, and you know if you're not getting organic, you're getting extra hormones. Um, mm-hmm. so in general, we tell people like Greek yogurt is not the place to start, so. I think that just spending some time on what is Sakara nutrition, because there are so many voices out there and opinions, and I think a lot of what we have to do is unlearn what we've been taught and really get back to basics. Like the beautiful thing about Sakara nutrition is that it really is intuitive. And then the more you eat this way, the more intuitive you become about it. Because when you stop and think about it, all of our nine pillars of nutrition, Makes so much sense and is really how people have been eating for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So, our nine pillars of nutrition are eat good fats, eat your water, eat the rainbow, get enough plant protein, get enough leafy greens, get nutrient density. So, things like superfoods and foods that contain a lot of nutrients for their size get enough sulfur into your diet. So getting enough sulfur rich vegetables and no calorie counting is one of them. Mm -hmm. And the last one is body intelligence, which means that you have created a body that you get to listen to for so long. I felt like I couldn't listen to my body. I couldn't, I shouldn't listen to my cravings, but the whole point is you, you know, your body better than anyone and your body knows you. And the more you eat this way, the more you start to have a really deep and intuitive relationship with that inner voice.
1: Right. You know, a lot of people come to us and they say, oh, Sakara, you're plant-based. And I hate that because we are so much more than plant-based. Plant-based is just one of the things, just like we're organic, we're gluten-free. It's just one of the things, but being plant-based in and of itself is, is not a health term.
0: Right. Like we could serve nachos and Oreos, but as long as they're plant-based.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah. But that's not going to nourish your body. It's not going to give your body the right information in order to function at its best. And I think people also focus on what to eliminate out of their diets. So they're like, oh, the Saqqara way of eating, you eliminate meat, which is not necessarily true. Fewer than 5% Mm -hmm. of our clients identify as vegan. And we believe that being plant-based means you're just basing your diet off of plants that you eat, mostly plants, you focus on getting enough plants into your diet. And then if you want to be eating some meat, some fish, some dairy, some, you know, whatever it might be, that that is above once you've already gotten that base of vegetables that you need to be getting into your diet every single day.
0: Right. Those are the the sprinkling on top, not the the bottom of the pyramid, if you
1: choose to eat that way. Right. But I do think it is important for us to talk a little bit about some of the things that we do remove Mm -hmm. out of our diets. I know we never talk about any food as being bad or off limits. We don't really consider anything a cheat or a cheat day because then that labels a food as bad but there are certain types of foods or ingredients that we do try to avoid. So I think like whenever I'm going into a friend's kitchen and and I'm starting to change them over to a cleaner lifestyle into more of that Saqqara life living, some of the first things I look for are in the pantry. So I like to check out, what kind of peanut butter are you eating? Because I'm shocked that still some of my most highly educated, you know, graduate degree friends are still eating Jif or Skippy peanut butter with all those hydrogenated oils in there.
0: Yeah. And just to be clear, it's really the hydrogenated oils that you're looking for. Right. It's not peanut butter, bad or good. It's
1: What's in that peanut butter? It's what is it made out of? Yeah. So, hydrogenated oils is not natural to your body. So, your body doesn't know exactly how to process it the same way that it can process a clean, healthy, cold pressed olive oil or a coconut oil or one of these cleaner cold pressed oils that is in its natural form. So, things like hydrogenated oils can get pushed into your adipose tissue into your fat essentially and it can even cause things like cellulite which is not something anybody wants.
0: Yeah and trans fats are really bad for our heart as well. They cause a lot of blockages and can cause, you know, cholesterol in our blood to really build up. And I think people tend to think of fat in that way, but there's a huge difference between something like a trans fat versus a virgin cold pressed coconut oil, and right. then and then there's a spectrum between the two, right? So, you know, you have trans fats on one side, and then clean virgin cold pressed fats on the other, and then in between
1: are things like canola oil, grapeseed oil. Now, I want to get your opinion on this real quick. Yeah, what do you think about organic canola oil? Because canola oil is one of those crops that is subsidized, it's heavily sprayed, filled with glyphosate. But what about an organic canola oil? Would you, would you do it or would you still stay away?
0: I would still stay away. So, you know, typically a canola oil needs to be highly processed in order to make it to the oil that you see on the shelf. Mm -hmm. So what you want to look for in order for a fat to be very nutritive and alkalizing versus causing a lot of inflammation in your body is cold pressed virgin and organic so Mm -hmm. that means that the oils are in their most virgin state so these monocrop fats like soybean oil and canola oil are highly processed so they have to use high heat they have to use solvents A lot of times, and these are chemical solvents to dissolve anything in the fat that you don't want in there because they had to you know, highly process it. They also usually add colorants so it looks a specific color, like you don't want a gray oil on the shelf. Mm. People wouldn't buy it or be freaked out when they put it in the pan. So they add colorings. So most fats, the crazy thing is most fats you find on the shelf are very inflammatory and or rancid. So meaning, you know, the, the fats are no longer nutritive and healthy. So that's one of the reasons you want to look for these cold pressed virgin oils. They don't typically last as long. So you have to use them up, but mm. those are the fats that are really good for you and the fats that we use here at Sakara Life.
1: Right. So in your peanut butter, you want to be making sure that it's just peanuts and salt And then, right, if for your cooking oils, don't just go for that standard vegetable oil. Make sure that you're picking high-quality, cold-pressed virgin oils, like an olive oil. Avocado oil is great for cooking. It has a high smoke point. Coconut oil is great. There are so many amazing oils out there. And I think that another place that these oils get hidden is in mayonnaise. So most mayonnaise is, even if they're organic, when you look at the ingredients are made using that canola oil that we were just talking about. So it's becoming more and more popular to see mayonnaise being made with avocado oil. So that's something else to look out for is where those oils might be hiding.
0: Yeah. And then just remember that fat is one of the body's most basic building blocks and the average person is made up between 15 and 30% of fat. And fat used to be, you know, the villain, but we're learning that it's so important to have these healthy fats in your diet. They do so many things, including, you know, help control sugar cravings as well.
1: Right. And I know being pregnant, it's important. It's extra important to be getting enough fat into your diet as well. So I know you've been adding a little bit of fat here and there to your even to your Sakara meals, adding additional oils or some butters, some yeah. ghee, things like that.
0: Yeah. The other thing you want to think about when looking for fats is when you cook with them, they have different smoke points. So like coconut oil has a higher smoke point than olive oil. So it's better for if you're cooking with high heat for long periods of time.
1: Yep. I think the next thing that, I would look for in somebody's kitchen would be is somebody shopping organic i think organic is easy to be overlooked but it's so so important especially when it comes to the dirty dozen which you can find on the environmental working group's website the ewg but glyphosate is one of the most widely used chemicals on the planet the most widely used chemical on the planet actually and it is sprayed on our crops. It, it gets into our water systems, and it can really do a number on our gut microbiomes. It is a pesticide. It's, it's made to kill, and it's made to kill tiny little pests. And it doesn't discriminate against the little bugs that are living inside of our, our guts. And those bugs, as you know, as carolites, are so important to our overall health. So making sure that what you're eating is organic is so, so important, especially when it comes to things like strawberries or spinach, which are the number one and number two dirtiest produce items on that dirty dozen list. They can have upwards of 21 different types of pesticides and herbicides found on them.
0: Yeah, this is one that breaks my heart because I see people, you know, eating a salad from Nameless salad shop, and thinking they're doing something great for their health, but really they're just getting a bowl full of pesticides and herbicides. And, you know, just to be clear, organic does not mean no pesticides and herbicides, but they're naturally derived. Whereas conventionally grown produce is covered in synthetic fertilizers, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, as well as can be sprayed with things post. Um, harvest so that it lasts longer on your shelf. So you might see that your produce lasts a little longer if you're used to buying conventional. Mm-hmm. But trust us, that's not something that you actually
1: want. But um, I hear so many people say, "Oh well," but I just I wash it really well when I get home.
0: Yeah, that's something I hear a lot too. And let me be the one to break it to you that it does not matter how much you wash your produce. When fungicides, herbicides, pesticides, things like glyphosate are used, it means it's in the water. It means it's in the soil. It means it's within the food. It's not something that is just conveniently placed on the outside so you can wash it off. It's like saying you put something on your skin and it doesn't affect you. And we all know by now that that is not the case. So by organic, it's, it's really important, not just for your health, but also the health of the planet. If you think about what's happening on these conventional farms, all these pesticides, herbicides don't just stay in the soil. They go into our waterways and impact us, the wildlife, the bees, everything. So you're also helping the planet
1: when you choose organic. Mm -hmm. And then I think sugar is an interesting one to talk about because sugar is another one of those things that has gotten a bad rap over the years and somewhat for good reason, because if you're just walking into a regular grocery store and you're shopping the middle of the store, just about everything in there is either packed with sugar or fat or is fried or has some form of something that that is trying to get you Addicted to that type of food so that it hits that bliss point in your brain, makes you feel really good, makes you want more of it. So, these big food companies, you do have to look out for the foods that they're putting out because they want you to keep coming back and coming back and buying more and more of their products. Um, So, they're going to try and make it as tasty as possible. And they're not looking out for your, your health, they're not looking out for your nutrition. So, it makes sense that sugar has to be on the watch list. But yeah. if you're eating real foods, if you're cooking at home, if you're eating foods like Saqqara, then you're in control of the sugar that goes into your food. And at Saqqara, we use all natural food-based sweeteners, things like dates, things like maple syrup, things like bananas, even coconut nectar. And all of these, Not they don't just contain sugar, like the basic molecule of sugar, but contain added minerals and nutrients, antioxidants that go into your body and actually have benefits to them beyond just giving your your body and your brain that boost of energy.
0: Yeah. And also we only use low glycemic sweeteners too. So we're low sugar in general across you know all of our meals. But then on top of that, we're only using low glycemic, meaning our the sweeteners we use don't spike your blood sugar like you would find with conventionally white cane sugar or drinking a soda. And then on top of that we you know naturally give you so much fiber, which is really important when you think about your glycemic index and how much your sugar your blood sugar spikes with each bite that you take or sip <laughs> that you take. It's one of the reasons that, you know, a sugary coffee or soda, you know, or anything that you drink, a juice, even I've even noticed like at the juice shop here in New York that I sometimes frequent, like they just started adding more and more fruit to their smoothies and juice and adding agave, <laughs> just making it sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. And you're right with Like, you know, then people come back and come back, but that's not looking out for your health. So everything at Sakara is low sugar. And then the the sweeteners we do use are low glycemic. And then on top of that, we're pairing it with really essential plant fiber, which is naturally occurring in the meals. And that helps slow the absorption of that sugar into your bloodstream. So not only do you not get that spike, but it also keeps you fuller longer and that fiber is also feeding all
1: of the important microbes in your microbiome. Great. So when I'm looking in somebody's pantry again, you know, I'm looking at the different type of sweeteners they have in there. Is the maple syrup on the shelf, all natural, pure maple syrup, or is it one of those, you know, log cabin or food products where it's, it's not even made with real maple syrup. It's made with high fructose corn syrup and maple flavoring, you know, those Mm -hmm. may have been tasty when you're a kid, but as an adult, it's really important to be eating real whole foods. And so if you're going to be using maple syrup as a sweetener, that it's pure, it's natural. Same with goes with honey, that it's natural. Try and opt for local honeys.
0: Yeah, raw honeys are the way to go, or Manuka honey, other essential nutrients,
1: and hasn't been processed. And they can even have benefits to help with allergies during certain seasons. So, honey is a great sweetener, in which people don't know that you can put maple syrup or honey even into your coffee instead of white sugar. Might take a little bit to get used to it, but come to it with an open mind. It's pretty delicious. Well, wait, that makes me wonder, can I have coffee if I'm living the Saqqara life? Ooh, great question. I think this is something that is personal and it depends on what type of transformation you're looking for. I used to be, I wouldn't call myself a big coffee drinker because I was just having one cup a day, but I would call myself a regular coffee drinker. And that was the amount that made me feel good on a day-to-day basis where it gave me that little boost. I need a boost running around in New York city to keep up with the rest of the city folk. But then when I was looking to get pregnant and I really wanted to have that full body transformation, really clean things up. I eliminated coffee out of my diet. I switched over to caffeine free tea just to let my body systems really regulate themselves and have no interferences whatsoever, no inputs, no chemical inputs, no caffeine, and let my body just be on its own. Yeah, I think this is where body intelligence becomes really important. Ultimately, the
0: point of living the Sakara life is you really gain this body intelligence where you get to decide what works for you. So, for me, coffee really works. And I, if I skip a day, I don't feel get I don't get a headache. I don't feel a difference. You know, I might miss the ritual of it, but my body to- can tolerate, you know, a cup of coffee a day. So, you know, this is one of those things where we say there's not like a hard rule here. Like there might be around a hydrogenated fat, which we know is really terrible for everyone. These are the types of things, coffee, alcohol, that we say, you know, eat clean, play dirty, decide what your things are going to be because nobody is perfect. No one is perfect and you don't want to be perfect. You want to make sure you're doing the things that bring you joy. And if a cup of coffee in the morning brings you joy, then, you know, do it. But like Whitney said, do it in a healthy way, get organic beans, you know, do a, make your own nut milk, maybe add in an adaptogen and some low glycemic sweetener,
1: like a maple syrup some metabolism super powder.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, the whole point being you get to decide what works for you. And the beauty about this is the more you live the sakara life, more you really hone in on that intuitive way of eating.
1: Right. And, and I think we have to be honest with ourselves too and reflect on and ask ourselves that question. Can Mm -hmm. my body handle coffee? Yeah. And And, be honest and be really honest. (laughs) It might be
0: uncomfortable. You might say, you know what? No, I do feel a little jittery, but I'm not ready to stop. And that's okay. But that, that honest conversation is, is really important.
1: Right. Because I think we can get into a system of having three cups of coffee, you know, double Mm -hmm. shot espresso in a day and not even realize where we are and that we can feel okay just feeling okay. And then maybe it shows up in our lab results when we go for blood testing or shows up in other areas of our life, hormonal imbalances, fatigue, Mm -hmm. um, all these different places. And so, you know, when you have these types of things show up as your check engine light saying, Hey, you know, something might be a little bit off, these are the different places that you want to check. Like, what are the inputs that you're putting into your body? What are you eating? Are they clean ingredients? How do you feel on coffee? You know, yeah. and how are you sleeping? Also, which is another big input for people. And now, for a quick break, to tell you about our exclusive fall program that we have coming up. If you're ready to start living your Sakara life, we have an amazing program coming up called the Re Program. This is one that Danielle and I put a lot of love and heart into. We curate some of our favorite clean products specifically for you. It's paired with three weeks of our signature nutrition program. So you're getting all of that great nutrition like we're talking about in this episode and the clean products so that you can get started on living your Sakara life. And this year's reprogram is extra special. We've partnered with the very talented Dr. Mariel Bouquet. She is a Columbia-trained psychologist and is going to be diving in deep each week to do soul work with you. It's going to be really special, very cool. So you get the nutrition, the clean products, and this extra soul work all to help you start Living Your Sakara Life, to reprogram your mind, body, and spirit. This program is available starting the week of September 4th, and we have start dates running all the way through September 24th. So sign up by Thursday at midnight for the following week. And just for podcast listeners, you can use the code PODCAST50 at checkout to get $50 towards your first program. That offer is valid through September 24th head over to sakara.com slash podcast to check it out. And now back to my chat with Danielle. So we've covered a lot of the things to look out for in your diet. Some of those common things that might be hiding in your pantry that we just want to steer clear from. So let's talk about a few things that we want to make sure we are getting into our diet. In order to live the Sakara life. And really, it's about following our nine pillars of nutrition. But if somebody's just starting out, what are some of your biggest go to's and tips, Danielle?
0: Well, I know we talked about organic and getting healthy fats already, and those are part of our nutrition pillars. But I'd say one of the ones that has the quickest impact on how you feel is getting enough organic leafy greens into your diet every single day. And to us, that means at a minimum, four to six cups. So that's what you should be getting. And then, you know, bonus, <laughs> you can get up to eight cups. Um, and just so you know, like six cups of greens is like one of those big things you get at the grocery store. Like the thing where you're those like, clear oh boxes. Good. yeah, that'll last me a week. <laughs> <laughs> but here at Sakara, that's a day. Yeah. So you know, greens are one of the least consumed foods in the standard American diet. They're really important for overall health. They help with everything from the health of your gut and microbiome by supplying all that plant-based fiber, but also supplying your body with essential minerals and vitamins, as well as chlorophyll, which is an incredible overall body detoxifier. So I'd say that adding six cups minimum of leafy greens to your diet, you'll feel a difference within like 48 hours.
1: Mm -hmm. I'd say one of my big tips is to really think about eating the rainbow, which is another pillar of ours. So when you're going to the grocery store, it's easy to just opt for the same three vegetables each time you go. Maybe you love cauliflower, kale, and avocado but really thinking about how can I get more colors into my diet? How can I get more variety, more diversity? So opting for things like a purple cabbage and some different colored peppers, tomatoes, radish. There are so many different vegetables that come in all different colors. And those different colors are giving you different types of nutrients, um, different phytonutrients, which people are so stuck on the macronutrients. There's some, they really care about fat and carbs and calories and protein. But really, we should be looking at foods as a whole. And, and that includes all these really incredible micronutrients and antioxidants that you get from colorful vegetables.
0: Yeah. And, you know, today's podcast is really about what does it mean to live the Saqqara life? And nutrition is the foundation Um, but really, you know, the hope is to kind of give this overall sense of what does it mean? How should it feel? And why is it even worth the effort? It really is about eat clean, play dirty, live your life, create, think about the life that you want to live. Think about the body you want to create, use food and nutrition as this entryway to start to feel really good. That's the whole point is Whitney and I talk about how we just want you all to shine your brightest lights and the way when we all know what it feels like when we're shining, you know, we, we feel good. Nothing feels like it's in our way. We feel powerful in our bodies. We feel sexy in our bodies. We, we feel like we can conquer and everyone deserves to feel that way. Everyone deserves to feel happy and everyone deserves to enjoy this this ride that we've all been given, and so you know, for Whitney and I, food was really the entry point, and also taking out some of the, the the toxins that were really in our way, because you know your your health can get intercepted and does get intercepted by some of these toxins that are in our day to day life, and the way we look at it is, there's already a lot out there. You know, <laughs> we live in New York City, so just stepping outside is pretty toxic. So. On the things that you can control, take the time to educate yourself and control them. So, you know, we've talked a lot about the things in your pantry and on your plate that you can avoid, but there's also a lot of things in our body care, in our face care, in our skin care, in our homes that can
1: also intercept our health as well. Yeah. I love this idea of removing the obstacles, Mm -hmm. right? Make it easier for yourself. Yeah, we're gonna have obstacles thrown at us every single day. So might as well do our best to remove what we can and and make it a clear path.
0: Yeah, and I think it's hard to remember that it matters because you know I deal with this when I talk to people about organic all the time, because you can't see it. And Mm. the results are incremental. So like they add up, but They're slow. So, at least for some of us, some people that might have autoimmune disorders, it happens much more quickly because they don't have those natural defenses. But yeah, your body is detoxing all the time. Your body is very capable. If you listen to Zach Bush's podcast, he talked about how it's amazing that we you know, get into these, uh, we live in off-gassing toxic homes and then we get into our off-gassing toxic car and then we sit in an office that's off-gassing and doesn't get air circulation and has AC and all the things. It's amazing that we feel as good as we do. So yeah, our bodies are incredibly capable. But yeah, the point is to really like, why let these things get in your way if you don't have to. So Mm -hmm. yeah, make things a little easier on yourself.
1: So we talked a lot about nutrition. We talked about how food is information and it's telling our bodies how to function from the inside out. But then we also need to look at what are we putting onto our bodies and around our bodies. The skin is the largest organ. It absorbs almost 70%, I believe 67.7% of what you put onto your skin gets absorbed into your body. So the same way that we're looking at the ingredients list of a product in the pantry per se, we also need to be looking at the ingredients list of what is in our medicine cabinet, our beauty cabinets looking at what are we putting onto our bodies every single day that we're also absorbing that way, or what are we putting into our homes and into our atmosphere that could be affecting our hormones, our microbiomes, our skin, our mood, our mental clarity, all of those things the same way that our nutrition does. So
0: what are some of the top things that you think about when you think about home care, body care, like what are your non, what is the jiffy of (laughs) home care and and body care for you?
1: Um, so I think about the things that I use on a daily basis in Mm -hmm. and on my body. So for me, I'd say toothpaste is one of the biggest ones that I look at. Making sure that it's natural, that it doesn't contain any harmful chemicals like sodium lauryl sulfate, fluoride, glycerin, and that it's filled with, things that actually are going to go in and do good things for my mouth and my body. Maybe even nutrients like CoQ10, vitamin D, probiotics or prebiotics, because your mouth has a microbiome in it as well. And I remember one of the things that we told Gabby early on, like way back in early Sakara days was don't put anything in your mouth that you wouldn't put in your vagina. And (laughs) Also, don't put anything in your vagina that you wouldn't put in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Both of those are mucous membranes and it's part of your internal part of your body. So yeah. why put anything in it that is not natural and that is chemical based and harmful? And that you, you wouldn't
0: eat. Like, you know, it says do not swallow on your toothpaste. <laughs> That's very frightening.
1: Yeah. And yet your mouth is, is a mucous membrane. And it can just soak straight into your bloodstream. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you're using good natural toothpastes. That would be my first one.
0: Yeah. And, you know, just in general, it's easier than ever to have a clean skincare routine, you know, body care routine, shampoo, conditioner. There's so many resources now. Um, and you don't have
1: to feel or smell like a hippie yeah.
0: anymore either. Like even when we started Sakara, it was much harder to find those things. And people would ask us, what do we use for shampoo? What do we, and now, you know, people still ask us that, but that's just for personal preference. There's so many resources now. Like one of my favorites is Credo and they have their own kind of rules around what they allow in the products that they sell. So, you know, that things are clean Sephora has a whole clean beauty line now. There's just like so many options out there to make your day-to-day routines that much cleaner. And just don't forget that it does matter. It does add up. And so making these choices that are cleaner are very much worth it. And it's not just when you're thinking about getting pregnant or when you are pregnant, it's all the times before in between, or if you don't have kids, you know, it's it's all the time because these things really do add up and our, our endocrine hormonal system is really sensitive. And so, you know, as Dr. Hyman talks about, only about 12% of us here in the U.S. are metabolically healthy. And these are some of the things that get in the way of our thyroid, our metabolism, our endocrine system. And as we said earlier, like there's already toxins out there. So the things that you can control, take the time to control it.
1: Mm-hmm. I wanted to just talk quickly about deodorant. I think it's one of the first steps people should take when moving into a cleaner lifestyle, mm-hmm. but one of the can be one of the hardest honestly. yeah um, you know, I know a lot of people who eat clean and still use regular deodorants, but just like you were talking about, I think there are so many more options out there these days, and that you just got to start trying them. Find the one that works best with your body chemistry. And then another trick is, you know, we've been told you need to give yourself, give your body time to detox. Get off of the more traditional synthetic deodorants and release some of the toxins your body might be storing and and get used to using the natural one. And in that time, I like to use little, I I throw some wipes into my bag and bring those along with me. Uh, They make great ones that have essential oils, lavender, peppermint, citrus that, you know, if you start to feel yourself getting a little stanky, then you can just give your underarms a quick wipe and feel fresh again. But regular deodorant contains things like Parabens that can be hormone disruptors can contain aluminum, which studies and research have shown to cause gene instability in breast tissue. So it's really important, especially as women, but both women and men, to make sure that what we're putting under our armpits, so close to our lymph nodes and our breasts, are things that are made with good ingredients, all natural, that our body knows how to handle and doesn't cause any harm to our bodies. Mm. And, you know, I, I'd say I'd rather stink than be sick. So. Indeed. (laughs) And your friends would too. (laughs) Yeah. And if we're all stinking together, you know, then nobody can say anything. Exactly. But with the right deodorant, give it a shot. Promise you there's one out there that will work for you. Be patient. Give it a try. So we talked
0: about body and skin care, just real quick on home care, (laughs) like so easy to make your own cleansers, like in, you know, sprays, all-purpose sprays, like vinegar for mirrors and glass, you know, like vinegar or baking soda is not only good for your home. It's also, baking soda can make a great toothpaste as well Mm -hmm. using salt solutions. There's also so many amazing brands out there that have like home cleansers that are really safe for you, for baby, for the environment. One thing that I think a lot of people don't think of are candles. Mm. So candles, if you've ever noticed while your candle's burning, emitting like this black smoke above it, Mm -hmm. that becomes air that you breathe. So you want to look for a clean, you know, the cleanest is these wax candles. They actually add ions into the air, but a soy-based candle, Um, that doesn't contain bleach or colorants or anything like that, that then on top of that, if you have a candle that has scent, uses all natural essential oils and botanicals instead of perfume and fragrances is really important because the minute something becomes breathable, you can no longer control how much you're, you're getting of that particular toxin. I think some of this could sound hard and like a lot, but I think the more you just think about what you're doing the most and start there. get some of these, we call it like the noise, the noise out, um, these obstacles out of the way, the better you'll start to feel. and then we gave you some tricks for you know quick things to do to your diet to make a meaningful change. And so we hope you feel inspired to live the Sakara life to live your Sakara life. You deserve to shine, shine, shine. And that's all we want for you and for each other and for everyone. And, you know, I think over time throughout our lives, we put over, we put these curtains around us that sh- that kind of keep our light from shining and it's full of insecurities and our own fears. And I think the more we do this work, the more we start to remove those curtains And the more we get to see our own light as well as
1: everyone around us. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, Danielle, it's not about being perfect. Mm -hmm. It's just about taking these day to day steps. What's the next step? What can we do to really show our bodies, treat our bodies with respect, with love, with care, that we deserve to feel really good in our bodies, to feel nourished and nurtured, and to. Create the lives that we want to live. So pulling away those obstacles, so that we can go out and share the gifts that each of us have with the world.
0: Yeah, and I think sometimes it can feel selfish, but I think what you just said with is the the best thing we can do for those around us and for the world is to shine our brightest light. Like secretly, that's what we all want for everyone, and I think it's the greatest gift that we can. Give those around us is feeling good, feeling empowered, and shining. Mm-hmm. So, as you guys know by now, we always have light work at the end. Light work is homework that we give you at the end of each Sakara Life episode, and it is work that we can all do to help each of us shine our lights a little brighter. So. Sometimes it's uncomfortable or hard or may seem silly, but that's the point. The more you lean into that kind of work, the more that you get to shine your brightest light. So after today's talk, we thought it could be cool to give you guys the light work of creating a vision board. I just did one a couple weeks ago, and it might sound silly, but here at Sakara, we know that your thoughts become things. And sometimes when you can give your thoughts and your hopes and your dreams a visual presence or words, something here on this plane that you can really start to think about and visualize then it's easier to create and it's also easier to notice when it finds you. So take the time to think about what you want your sakara life to look like It's also a really fun practice. Get a glass of wine or whatever your thing is, relax, light a non-toxic candle, (laughs) set the mood, get creative, tap in, and just start to gather images and words that represent your Sakara life and put them all together.
1: And so you like to cut pictures out of magazines and old books and things like that and glue them down onto a poster board.
0: Yeah, right? it's, yeah, it's really simple. It's really easy. We all have old magazines that we don't know what to do with. <laughs> it's a nice way to use those. Um, and then at the end, you know, you put them all together in this way. And then you can either sleep on it or give it a little while, but come back to it. And you'll start to see like the story of what you created and, and the vision of you know, your future self and future life that you are creating right now.
1: Love it. I think you just inspired me to maybe do one for myself.
0: You could do one for yourself and a little baby.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's always good to come back to giving giving yourself that time and space to think about what is the life that you want to create? What looks different? Who are the people in it? Where are the places you want to go or the things you want to make and create or call yeah. in?
0: And also time to just like be a kid and get creative and do arts and crafts. That too. (laughs) A kid, but with wine.
1: (laughs) Yep. So make your vision boards, take pictures of them, post them on social, tag us. We want to see them. If you have a Saqqara story that you would like to share with us, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at saqqarastories at saqqaralife.com. That's S-A-K-A-R-A-S-T-O-R-I-E-S at saqqaralife.com. Or send us a DM at Sakara Life. Don't forget to hit subscribe for the Sakara Life podcast and share this episode with anyone you think needs to hear what we talked about today. And don't forget about the light work.
0: It might feel a little hard, a little uncomfortable, but it's supposed to. The whole idea is that we lean into what's uncomfortable so we all get to shine our lights a little brighter. And we'll see you on the other side, Sakara Lights.